Think you need to compromise who you are to advance your career as a black or brown woman? Think again. Because there's a playbook for corporate America and those aren't the rules. But you won't find it in college or on the job. I know, because I learned the hard way. And now I'm here to show you how the game is played. Hi, I'm Linda Talaferro, the Vice President of Quality at a global technology company and founder of The Tea, The Extra Effort, where I help black and brown women like you change the trajectory of their career with one-on-one coaching, workshops, and this podcast, Being Brown at Work. If you want to know how black and brown women are navigating everything from microaggressions to being the only person of color in the room so they can blaze their trail through corporate America, listen now. Greetings, 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 everyone. It is Linda Talaferro from the T the Extra Effort. And tonight is Being Brown at Work Live. Yes, it's Tuesday. It is, as you all know, my favorite time of the week. So today, what I wanted to address, and you notice I'm I don't have a guest today. So what I wanted to address, and this is something that I have received several questions about, actually. And it's a little unfortunate that some of you are experiencing this, but I thought I would get on tonight and this live and address it because I have been there. All of us probably have been there where we have had a boss that either we didn't like or they didn't like us. (laughs) And so, you know, how do we handle that dynamic? You know, what do we do in those situations where we are faced with someone who controls our destiny, at least at the company we're at, right? They have our performance review. They give us assignments. They're most likely the person that people will contact, reach out to, ask, hey, what do you think about Linda? You know, should we consider her for this assignment or that? It's most likely your boss right? I mean, that's usually what it is. And so if that person, at least from what you can determine, at least based on your experience and every interaction you have with him or her gives the impression that they don't like you, that something about you isn't quite sitting well with them, or it's the reverse. You don't really care for them. How do you handle that? And it can be quite a challenge. So I'm going to offer to you in this session of Being Brown at Work Live a couple of steps to take and really maybe even a mindset shift with regard to that. First thing I'm going to offer, this is Being Brown at Work Live. I will tell you this is something that happens to anybody irrespective of color. And I, I am not that person. For those of you that have that have been following me for a while, you know, I'm not the first person that's going to say, hey, it's about color. But it could be, okay? And I'll give you an example of someone I had to work with. It wasn't really quite my boss, but he had enough impact that it was all about color for him. But it was his issue, not mine. And I think that's the most important thing is that we shape our mindset around what we can control what belongs to us versus what belongs to the other person. So if we just look at this holistically, right, and taking color out of it, I think the first thing that you should consider 
if you have this dynamic where you feel like I don't really care for my boss or I think my boss doesn't care for me, what part have you played in that? So first, I think it's important for us to have an introspective look. Truly put that mirror up in front of ourselves. And you can do that yourself if you have high self-awareness and you are very open and real with yourself. Do it yourself. If you have that accountability partner at work, that person that you can bounce things off of, that you know has your best interest at heart, but it's not going to tell you what you want to hear, maybe talk to them. If you've got that mentor that operates in your professional life in that fashion, I would absolutely implore you to have that honest conversation with those individuals. Because there may be an aspect to this that you created. You know, maybe you came in with this, hey, you know, I think I walk on water. My work product is all of that. And, you know, don't really question me. Or maybe you're very closed. You're very personal. You know, you're some people say introverted. I I don't like labels, but you're pretty much one of those individuals that say, I don't come to work to make friends. I keep my head down. Okay. I was that person. So I'm going to own that. I was that person early in my career. Right. And you come into that, into the space every day with that attitude that says, Hey, I'm keeping my head down. I'm working hard. I don't really, I'm not really here to make friends. I don't really care how much you like me or not, you know, just recognize my work product. Some of that could play into the reaction you're getting or the lack of uh, camaraderie, the lack of engagement, however you're measuring that your boss doesn't care for you. Some of it could be attributed to you. So I think it's extremely important for us to first peel back that onion. Let's be honest with ourselves and determine, do I own any of this? All of you know that have been hanging with me for any period of time, you know that I believe feedback is powerful. Feedback is an unbelievable tool. So let's say that you're doing that kind of work, right? And that you did that introspective look and you're still not sure. You're still not sure. And you still don't have the clarity around what might be the issue. Then I say, ask for feedback. Have the conversation. Sit down with your boss and say, hey, I'm getting a, um, I have a perspective. I have an, imp- I have a, an impression of thought. I- I'm not sure if I'm accurate or not. Okay, because you don't want to walk into it saying, look, I know this is the deal. Right. So just say, look, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm getting. Right. And I would love to kind of, you know, have a conversation with you to see if you're think experiencing the same thing. If I'm off, you know, really to get your feedback. I have found in my career nine times out of 10, when you have these conversations, you learn so much now. You could walk away, okay, I'm being real. You could walk away with, yeah, okay, he or she does not like me. Yeah, you could walk away with that. But then you know that you know that you know, right? And you're not, you know, you're not just creating something in your mind and it hasn't been validated. 
So if you're not quite sure when you've done that peel back that, yeah, you know, I've done some things that I own, you're like, yeah, I really haven't. Let me have this conversation so that you can get the feedback from the individual. Get it from the horse's mouth, right? And I'm going to tell you, you'll be able to read body language, everything. If they're not forthright or forthcoming, you'll be able to read. I'll share with you. I just mentioned to you that I had an experience with someone, wasn't my boss, but we all know that network and connections are everything. This individual was connected in the organization. And out of everyone that was leading business units, I established great relationships with all of them, except for him. It didn't matter what I did. This guy, I mean, he was just being unrealistic and frankly, in my view, unreasonably difficult. At the time, I had another person on my team that happened to be an African-American female, okay? And she was responsible for his business unit. And there was a particular incident where it just blew up. And to me, it blew up unnecessarily. It wasn't that deep. It wasn't that serious. But because they had had issues that had piled upon each other, this particular situation, it just really got, it blew up and got out of control. So I had a meeting in my office with him and with her, right? So she came in, we addressed that particular situation. He seemed to be satisfied. She left. So I asked him to stay behind. I says, hey, I'd love to have a conversation with you outside of her being present. There's some other questions I have. And really my issue was I wanted to try to get to the root of why I could have relationships with everyone else. I can work with everyone else that's leading business units. We're doing great. I've been here for several years. You're the only one. And so as we started to talk, he says to me, well, you know, my Linda, my grandchildren are mixed. And so I have to be frank with you. I'm sitting in the office and I'm thinking, I looked at him, I said, your grandkids are mixed. I mean, it didn't hit me at first, right? Because as I told you, when I opened this particular live, I don't immediately go there. I am not that person that hangs my hat on everything has to do with my skin color. But when he said that, at first it didn't land, that after a while I was like, dang, I got it. I was like, oh, your grandkids are mixed. So I knew who his daughter was. So I said, oh, the father's black. And clearly you don't like them. You don't like him. So you have taken that broad brush and you have painted it across every single black person you come across. So at that point in time, I had a level of understanding because I reached out and asked for feedback. And it gave him also an opportunity to decide. Do I get to know Linda for Linda or do I continue to paint that broad brush? And I will tell you that after that conversation, were we ever at the same level of my relationships with other people? No, right? But he stopped painting that broad brush and he did go kind of out of his way to say, hey, I was wrong. Let's try to recalibrate, get back on a different page start this over in some sort. Okay. So I just share that story with you as, you know, my experience of the value of gaining a level of understanding. And in that case, true, it wasn't my boss, but he was influential. He was very influential. 
So I implore you, if you're dealing with that, and first you've said you've done the pill back, you realize you didn't bring anything to the table. And then you decide, hey, I still need to understand, right? Get feedback, get feedback. Here's another thing I would offer to you. Don't take it personal. Unless specific things have happened that says it's all about you. And it wouldn't matter who was in the seat, right? You've got to draw a line, right? You've got to understand, is this about me as the individual, right? Or is this irrespective of who was in the seat? I can tell you I've been in quality for majority of not all of my career. And sometimes certain functions, no matter who is in the seat or quality, they're like, oh, yeah, I am not filling this person. And sometimes depending on the boss's experience and the boss's career, they may have had negative encounters with people that have certain depths of experience. It wouldn't matter who's in the seat, right? So make sure you know that you know that it's not about you. So if you can take all personal aspects away, it would greatly, greatly benefit your situation. Look at it from a professional perspective. Is it about the work product that I'm providing? Is it about me missing deadlines on a regular basis? Is it about possibly I have not, or he has not, or she has not connected with me such a way that they understand what drives me, what motivates me, what gets what gets me excited about certain projects and initiatives? Maybe I haven't connected to what's important to him or her, right? Is it about meeting targets or is it about something else? What does that connect back to? Feedback. What does it also connect back to? Communication. Establishing a relationship that can answer those types of critical questions for you. There's two more I'm going to offer you as I get ready to close uh, this Bringing Brown at Work session. And uh, these are going to sound a little interesting, at least one of them is. But I can tell you from my personal experience, it can be extremely beneficial and transformational. You've heard me talk so much about how important it is to build your network, to establish relationships. If you have a boss that doesn't like you and it's not about your work product, you've gotten feedback, there's nothing there, You've done the peel back and you know you're showing up, you're doing your end, you're not creating that negative dynamic. How that boss handles you and how they show up in your career in that company can be heavily influenced by your network. I have experienced it firsthand. It has made a difference for me in my past life at other companies that I've been at that my network of people that were at my boss's level and above influenced how he handled and addressed me, how he worked with me. Now, did he? was there something about Linda that he probably didn't like? Absolutely. I, I know for a fact because I experienced it. But he couldn't get around the fact that everybody else in the organization did like me, 
was connected, saw the value, your network can be powerful. And if you've established your brand and if you've taken the time to build the relationships and people get to know you for you, it does not matter what somebody else says in the room because they'll they'll hear a comment and they're like, well, wait a minute. That's not the Linda that I know. That's not the Linda that I work with on a regular basis. And they start to challenge and push back. So peeling back, I'm going to go back through these, peeling back, making sure that you haven't brought the negativity to the table, that you are not responsible for the gaps in the relationship. Make sure you do that peel back. Get feedback. Have your accountability partner be real with you, your mentor. Ask your boss that you have the challenges with. Have a conversation, right? Get that feedback. Make sure that you build a network that supports you, right? That can support you if you need it. And here's the last piece I want to leave with you. And I'm going to use again, as I try to always do my my personal experiences, because you all know that what I offer to you, I know that I know that I know works because I've lived it, right? I've lived it over these 38 to 40 years that I've been in the corporate in the corporate game. This last but not least is, and I'll tell you this via a story. I was at a particular company. I think I'd been there maybe six years or so. I mean, really, I thought doing well. I had a solid line reporting boss and I had a dotted line reporting boss. I thought I was doing well. But I, I mean, it was a struggle. It was a struggle. And no matter how many home runs I hit, no matter what needle I moved, it still was a struggle. And I could not understand. And it was at that point in my career before I under, completely understood that being good at what you do isn't enough. You know, I somewhat knew that something else had to to happen. So I actually, you know, tried to meet with people, build relationships. I'm going to tell you, at this particular time in my career, at this particular company, it just didn't seem to matter what I did. So I actually got passively recruited away and I was excited about it. I thought, you know, okay, I'm going to get into this industry. It's in the past car industry. I'm excited about that. I want to get back into it. So I accepted the offer. I decided to resign. I'll never forget this. And it's been years ago now. I resigned at the end of a training session that my dotted line boss happened to be participating in. And at the end of the session, it was, a, I think, maybe several days. It was the last day of the session. I asked my dotted line boss if he had a few minutes. He said, sure. And he was great. The issue I had was with my solid line reporting boss. And he said, sure, Linda, what do you want to talk about? And so I said, you know, his name was, Ed. I will never forget. His name was Ed. I won't give his last name. Because, you know, there's certain <laughs> there's people in your life, you just never forget their names. And, and I know the, the solid line boss, I remember his name. We'll never forget it. So Ed, I said, Ed, you know, I'm turning in my resignation effective, you know, two weeks from now. And he said, wow, he says, Linda, you know, I really hate to see you go. And he said, do you mind sharing where you're going? And I told him, I said, yeah, I'm pretty excited about this opportunity. And I told him and he says, you know, it wouldn't have mattered if you walked on water. 
I mean, I looked at him. I was like, are you serious? He said, no, it would not have mattered if you walked on water. So (laughs) Ed validated for me at that time what I was experiencing, what I thought might be the case. He validated to be the case. And so I will offer to you out of all the recommendations I made to you, if all else fails, then maybe you need to do what I did. And that is resign and move on to an an experience, a culture, a company that will allow you to show up in your authentic, awesome self, right? Because it may not matter for you right now if you walk on water. Just like it didn't matter for me at that time. So if you're struggling with a boss that doesn't like you or you don't like the boss, hopefully one of these five things that I offered to you today will make the difference to you. I believe that if you tried one, if not all of them, because they may be in a sequence for you, right? It may come to the point where you do do the two week notice because it wouldn't matter if you walk on water. But it also may only be that you need one or two of those. But I implore you to give it a shot, right? Don't just wet your hands. Don't just sit back and say, oh, well, be active in it because you own your career. You are responsible for your career. Nobody else, even a boss that doesn't like you, cannot control, does not own your career unless you let them. Okay? Until next time, take care. If you found this podcast empowering and are ready to master the skill that can take you anywhere, get my free guide, Workplace Confidence, in the resources section of this episode.